Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to another service here at Church at the Studio. Renew Church is excited that you decided to come back and view with us and worship with us and, and get some more of this word with us. Um, God has so much in store for you. Did you enjoy the worship team? I hope that you did. I hope that you're commenting below and that you're being involved and attentive and all that good stuff. God has a, a good word for you today. So we're going to jump straight back into Romans, Romans 12. You know, last week we talked about uh, chapter one and how we should present our bodies to the Lord as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him. And that's our true worship. Um, we talked about our bodies and how we sacrifice those and how we become living sacrifices. We talked about being holy. And then we talked about uh, being uh, acceptable to God and how we're solely belonging to God, like we're solely dedicated to him. Everything that we do in our life is solely to please the Lord. And so I hope you guys were blessed by that message. But join me again. We're going to start at the same place, but we're going to talk about uh, verse two this time. So the Bible says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, which is your true and pure worship not to conform to this world. Do not be conformed to this world. Say that with me. Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, uh, we're going to start with verse two. Uh, we've already heard this. If you've been in church at any point in your life, you've already heard the scripture. Do not conform to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. But I don't think we break it down enough. I don't think we live by it or apply it to our daily lives enough. So we're going to do that. Um, I, I believe that there's a lot of things that happen that kind of contribute um, to why we conform to different patterns and conform to different systems here in the world. Um, but I want to start with you here at verse two. Um, the Bible says, do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Uh, I think it's important um, that we listen to what Paul is saying, because he's saying, be not conformed, but be transformed. You're either going to do one or the other. Either you're going to conform to the patterns and the system that the world has to offer, or you're going to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, but why is it so important that we not conform to this world? Why we are here, we live here. Uh, what is the purpose of not conforming to this world? Um, growing up, I told you last week, holiness was very important in my household. And, and uh, it was important that we didn't look like the world, but we always had to be around people that were in the world. We had to, we had friends who weren't Christians. We had to work with people who didn't believe in God. Um, so the be not conform to this world in the Greek is, is called the cosmos. Most. Not that it's only is it talking about the planet, but it's talking about all of its inhabitants. So we're just not talking about uh, this uh, planet here, Earth, um, be not conformed to Earth, but it's talking about the patterns of the world, the systems that we create as the inhabitants and the people of this world. If you would think just for a second, 
the condition of our world right now, I think it's plain and clear of why we shouldn't conform to it. Uh, we accept anything. We live by any waving doctrine out there is full of chaos and and confusion the world has so much a uh, heartache and and deceit and trouble and mischief and, and and it's all of the things that god is not it's all the things that god does not represent so the world has a way of of uh, pulling us into uh, its systems and its patterns. Um, but the word of God declares that we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Understand um, that though God is in control of all things, the enemy does rule this world. He does. If you don't believe me, let's go to 1 John 5 and 9. We know that we are from God and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Now we could go all the way back to the beginning of time when 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 um satan rose up against god and you know he thought he was better than him he thought that he uh could shine just as bright and he ends up getting kicked out uh of heaven and he's here and he got kicked here and that's why we call him the prince of the air because he rules this area although he rules it and we're here of it uh, in this world we're not of the world so uh we don't we don't fall uh into the enemy's devices we don't fall into his patterns and what he has to offer because we are not of this world and according to uh, the scripture um, uh, the righteous come out of God according to that scripture it says we know that we are from God so we come out of God we are not of this world uh, John 15 uh, 19 says this is Jesus talking if you were of the world the world will love you as its own. If you were from this world, you wouldn't have a problem here because the world will celebrate you and love you as its own. But because I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Now, I want you to understand what Jesus just says here. It's really powerful, and I want to unpack it. Um, he says, um, you're in the world, and I chose you out of the world. So basically, he chose us from what we are not of. Basically, I want you to just type in the comments, I'm not where I come from. We may be in this world, but we're not of this world. Now, you might come from a dysfunctional family, but you're not dysfunctional. Although we are in this world, we're not of it. We are not partakers of this world. That, that means we don't have to accept what this world offers us. This world is full of sickness, it's full of damnation, it's full of disease. We, as believers, we're not, he chose us out of this world. So he separated us. He handpicked us to be believers. So I want you to not accept uh, things that are, are going on in your life because you don't have to uh, accept those things. Uh, like I said, you may be from a dysfunctional family. You may be from an alcoholic family. Doesn't mean you have to follow after alcoholism. God picked you out. He's chosen you uh, to be a little bit different. And just because I am from a family um, that has different kinds of issues and I, I, I was from a family who, who uh, uh, raped and abused me does not mean I have to follow against those patterns. I don't have to follow after what those things are because God has chosen me and he chosen me to be different. That's how uh, you're able to be in the world and not of it. The very definition of salvation is to be snatched out of something that will cause you danger. That's the whole purpose of God saving us, that he may snatch snatch us out, that we, we, we don't fall uh, captive to those things that are causing us danger and that are causing us harm. The Bible says in 1 John 2 and 15, do not love the world or anything of it. If, you, if anyone loves the world, they don't love the Father. Anyone that loves this world 
and all of its deceit and all of its issues, issues you do not love the Father. That verse 16 says, for everything in this world is the lust of the flesh. It's the lust of the eye. It's the pride of life. And it does not come from the Father. Verse 17 says, the world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Whoever does God's will. This earth is passing away, and so does its desires and everything that it has to offer. It's passing away, and it's drifting away quick. But I'm so grateful that God has given us an opportunity to receive himself. So the Bible says, let's go back. Do not conform to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So let's talk about being transformed real quick. There's a lot of things in our lives and in this world that makes us com to conform to the patterns and the systems uh, of this world because they're familiar and they're comfortable. Uh, and the issue is that we ask God to show us something different. We ask God to give us something different, but we, re we repeat the same action that usually yields us the same results. And that, my friends, is what we call insanity, doing the same thing and expecting God to do something different. It has often been said that the hardest thing for us to do as believers and human beings is change. And I have found that to be true being in ministry for almost 16 years. I have learned that it is almost an impossible task, even with myself sometimes, to get um, my, my, my mind, my will, my spirit, my body to line up with changing. We are such creatures of habit. Um, uh, we, we will... Um, get great jobs and uh, we're good at changing jobs. We're good at changing careers. We're good at changing friends and changing circles. We're good at changing our style and, and our appearance. We're good at changing uh, people that we date and our love interests. But sometimes the hardest thing for us to do is change our mindsets. It's the mindset that we're almost incapable of changing sometimes, uh, which ultimately uh, is the reason why we conform to the patterns of the world because it seems easier because it's what we see. And we conform to these patterns and we uh, almost find it impossible for us to change our minds. And when you fall, uh, when you fail to change your mind, all the things that take place after you fail to change your mind ultimately look like or remind you of a season from a time's past. What are you saying? It's almost reminiscent of what you do. When you don't change your mind, doing something different almost looks like what you've done in the past. So you'll change your job, but you'll leave the job for the same reason you left the last job. You know, they were gossiping on your job, so you left that last job, and then, so you, I'm going to change jobs. That's the problem. It's the problem is the job. So you change the job, and then you say that they do the same thing on this job that they did on the last job. So then you change your friends. And then you find the same gossiping friends to be friends with. So all this change, and you, nothing's really changing. And then you'll change your appearance and what you look like, but you still have low self-esteem. You still don't like the way you look. You still have problems with accepting you for who you are. You'll change who you date. You'll even change your spouse. And you'll end up with the same toxic person and the same toxic, toxic relationship with the same abusive uh, uh, verb, verbiage going on and, and just a whole lot of stuff that you thought you were leaving. The reason why we leave one thing and return to something, go to something new, which looks like the same thing, is because we haven't changed our mindsets about the first thing. When you accept that you deserve something different, when you change your mind about what you think you want in a relationship, it'll look different from the last relationship. But the thing is, we're so, uh, we're so, um, 
So focus in on what our personal interests are. Uh, I, I want I want her to have a Coke bottle shape. She got to have hair down her back, and, and, and she got to have no kids, and she got to have this, that, and a third. And then when we find that person, they're reminiscent of the same person that we left because we're not strong enough in our minds to know what's best for us. So if we don't change our mindset, we go after the same thing, and we repeat the same cycle. We repeat the same cycle, which I just told you is the definition of insanity. So you find yourself in the same rut and in the same rigmarole and on the same Ferris wheel because you will not accept that you need to change your mindset. Now, all those things that, you, that I just gave you, you changing your job and your friends, the only common denominator in all of those things are you. We're the common denominator in every situation. But the hardest thing for us to do is admit that we're the problem, to admit that we like it a certain kind of way, like to admit that, you know, I, I, I actually like drama in my relationship and we're asking for something different and we don't receive it because we won't be honest with ourselves. That sometimes we are the problem, so we struggle. So let's even the playing field again this week and just say, listen, I have a problem. I'm not wise enough to know what I need. So I need my mindset to be changed. I need a renewing in my mind. I know this rough. Shout amen. I know it's rough. Just shout amen. Okay, to, to tra be transformed, to be transformed, the literal definition is to make a thorough or drastic change in your form, your appearance, or your character. Now, I want to skip over the word transformation because it comes first and renewing comes next. I want to talk about being renewed first because we like to jump to the transformation part, but we don't want to do what it takes to be transformed. You have to renew your mind. The Bible says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do I renew my mind? Make a decision that this is not the will of God for me. This doesn't even look like God for me. You have to wash your mind uh, through the word of God, of your expectations of God, and your expectations of your life. And later on next week, we'll talk about the will of God. That's the end of verse two. But how do we get to that? How do we get to that? We get to that by knowing his word, by getting in the word of God, by developing a relationship with Christ Jesus. This word that we have, the word of God did not come just for us to have something uh, 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 fun to read. And, and, and we can talk about what happened back in the day. This is literally our instructions for our life. And if we don't transform, if we don't change our minds, if we don't make a decision that enough is enough, we'll repeat the same cycles and we will repeat the same cycles and we'll repeat the same cycles. The reason why it's important that you renew your mind first is that you don't transform the outside of yourself and still be the same. So it's important to know this. Say that I bought a 1965 Corvette, real nice car, uh, it's, of course, it's 1965, so it's pretty old. And I trick it out. I get all kind of bells and whistles. I get new tires, new rims. I, I get uh, the, uh, the upholstery done. It's brand new interior, all leather, heated seats. Um, they, they deck it out in the, in, in the front with all kind of screens and stuff. I paint it candy red, all that kind of good stuff. And I don't pop the hood to, to check on what's on the inside. Now, it's, it's 1965. If I don't address what's on the inside of the hood, I've transformed the outside and I didn't do anything with the inside. So the transformation does not yield the proper results. The car is not usable. It's, it, it can't be used for its intended purpose because I've never addressed the renewing part. So you transform your car, you transform how it looks, but it does not do anything for how it works. Transform, renewing the mind 
is the renovation which makes a person different than you were in the past. And if we spend all of our money and our efforts in transforming the outside and never tend to our mindsets, then we've only wasted our time and the glow up is not as real as we thought it was. We already know. We see our high school friends. They don't lost all this weight. They look really good. They in the gym pumping iron, all this kind of stuff. The glow up is good. You done got a new nose. You done bought all this hair and, and, and had the lap band. and all, I mean, you just look completely different than what you did in high school. And no one knows that you're still dealing with low self-esteem on the inside of you. No one knows that you still have problems sleeping at night. No one knows that you still uh, have a problem holding on to relationships. That's because you transform the outside, but you skip the renewal part. If you do not renew yourself, if you do not renew your mind, the Bible says it this way, this way you cannot put new wine into an old wineskin. At some point in your life with Christ, you have got to be renewed. A renewing is not for uh, the believers that have been believing. Now, if you think about renew the word, if you just break down re and new it, to do again, this means even on your, I don't care how strong you have been in your walk with Christ, at some point, there has to be some point of some kind of renewal, some kind of refreshing, some kind of washing. And if we don't wash our minds and renew our minds in the word of God, we become stale, we become stagnant, and we become the same people that we've been. So the glow up isn't as real as we thought it was. And, and then our life results are very minuscule and we don't even see any kind of change because we haven't devoted any time to the real parts of us. So it's important that knowing that this transformation is a, a metaphor. It's a metaphor for changing. It, it, this is, it, it, we, we, we transform ourselves. So it's, it's kind of like um, you going into a cocoon as a, as, as a caterpillar and, and you're and you coming out as, as, uh, as a butterfly. The Lord does different kinds of things when you're renewing yourself. And when you finally come forth, it's, it's not something that you need to say. I know the caterpillar is no longer a caterpillar when it comes out of the cocoon. You don't have to force your change. You don't have to force your transformation. It is what it is. Everybody around you will know you change. Why? Because your mind is different. The way you roll is different. The way you talk is different. The way you handle situations are different. So we have to stop looking at the outside and begin to change what's on the inside of us. And then the word of God declares that we do not conform to this world are the patterns of this world, but we're renewed and we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. Let's talk about the mind just real quick, and I'm going to let you go. The mind is very important, and there's different places in the Bible where you see the word heart. And the word heart is, in the Greek, is cardio. And it basically means your deepest intellect or, or the deepest part of you or your deepest consciousness. Sometimes it's transferred as mind. And sometimes we think our heart is the emotional part of us, but the heart, sometimes it in, in the scriptures, you have to translate it in the right way or you have the wrong interpretation of the scripture. It's talking about your mind. And some people, you just need to just change your heart. You just need to change. But I love her. But I love him. Sometimes that's infatuation. And sometimes lust and love can look the exact way but yield different results. So what you have to do is make a conscious decision in your heart in your cardio, in your mind, 
It's not talking about this physical heart here, but it's talking about your deepest intellect. You have to make a decision like this can no longer be. I have done this and I have done this and I've accepted this for so long. And you have to make up in your mind that today is the day that I change. And you have to pick up the pieces of your life and give them all to God and ask him. Ask him, Lord, change my mind. If I'm looking at this a certain kind of way, I want to know what your word says of how to handle this. Everything that we need is in the scriptures. And you'll be surprised that what was written years and years and years and years ago, it talks about it here in the word of God here in 2020. We have everything we need. The Bible says I've given you everything that you need for life and godliness. It's in the word of God. Whatever decision that you're facing, whatever um, um, drama, whatever uh, 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 decisions that you must make at this point in your life, it's in the word of God. You have to make the choice to renew your mind about the situation and walk forward in the things of God. Now, finishing that scripture out, it says, then you will be able to test and approve God's what God's will is, the good, pleasing, and perfect will. So next week, we're talking about the will of God. So, I, so last week, we talked about presenting our bodies. This week, we talked about how to be transformed, how to be renewed. And next week, we're going to talk about the will of God, what it means to be in the will of God. How do you get it? How do you find out what the will of God is for your life? And I believe there's so many Christians out there who have just been going along and been going along and been going along with life just because you're trying to make it, because you're trying to make ends meet. You're trying to figure this whole thing out, and you never ask God, God, what is your will for me? What's your plan for me? What's your purpose for my life? So next week, I want to talk about the will of God and what it means to be a part of God's will. Will you bow your head with me? Father God, we love you, and we thank you so much for this renewing word. Father, I thank you that we won't focus so much on the transformation as we do on the renewing of our mindset, Father, that the, that the transformation part of our life will be that of ease, Father. So teach us, Lord, how to accept, Father, where we are and how to renew, Father, our lives and our minds, Father, I thank you so much, Father, that your word has been made clear. It's been made plain. Now, Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would, uh, this week, bring something our way. Bring some kind of situation our way that we may uh, rightly apply this word to our lives, Father, that we may have this word living and breathing in our lives, Father. I thank you now that someone's making a decision right now to live for you totally. Somebody's making a decision right now to change in the name of Jesus, Father. So we love you and we bless your name. It's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. We're not done. I want you, if you need to accept Jesus Christ in your life, I want you to get right down there in the comments below, and I want you to say, I want salvation. I want to receive Jesus Christ. It's as simple as walking through the prayer of salvation, and we have decision counselors waiting to respond to you, so hopefully you got your inbox ready because we're coming after you, and if you want to join this ministry, if you want to be a part of Renew, our literal name is Renew, and Renew means to resume after an interview interruption. Wherever you've been in your life, wherever you've been that has caused an, caused an interruption in your life, I believe that the Lord, the Lord is going to allow you to resume to pick up where you left off, not to start all over again, but he's the God of a second chance. And wherever you stopped on your walk with Christ, I believe that God will pick you up right there and he'll send you on your way. So we are here ready to lift, uh, lend our hands to you. Uh, whatever resources we have belong to you. We want you to partner with us and join this ministry. Would you just type in below, I want to join, I want to become a partner, and one of our decision counselors will help you there again. So next week, don't forget that we are back and we are finishing and closing out this renewal 
new church series. I am so glad that you guys tuned in. If you need any information from us, don't forget to visit our website at www.renewchurchtx.com. We love you and we'll see you again next week.